0: This is local Tassie news with Bailey Kenzie.
1: Oh, don't we love that intro That's for it, Bailey it, Kenzie? It's superb. Good morning to you, young man. Well done, Bales.
0: Very good morning, Flash. Very good morning, Jeeves. Again, even better because I made it.
1: Terrific, mate. Every time you made it, mate, we're absolutely thrilled.
0: <laughs> no, I made the intro. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, you did uh, make the intro. Oh, yeah. No, nah, nah, oh, I did. Oh, the truth's come out oh, finally. Okay. Wow! Right on and on. live on air, you heard it first, Tasmania. <laughs> <What's going laughs> Bailey Kenzie's ego has struck. Don't mind it. It's a little bit of self-promotion here and there, young man. <laughs> Listen, big news um, with Simon Brookhouse, Bailey, wasn't it? What, what uh, what's your reaction and your findings being from there, from the Jack Jumpers perspective?
0: Absolutely massive news flash. Obviously, he's informed the Jack Jumpers uh, yesterday morning ahead of the board meeting. So, a fair bit of fallout in this. Obviously, the club's uh, sale to some private backers was looming large, and that was a deal that Simon Brookhouse was set to see through. He was embroiled in a bit of a scandal last year with an alleged conflict of interest, but I guess everything's uh, come to a head and he's going to look for a new role. Uh, What we're hearing out of the Jack Jumpers is Joe Chivers and Christine Finnegan will take on the CEO duties in a joint role for the time being while they search for a new boss. So uh, there isn't a great deal of details around uh, how they came to this decision, but both he and the club have indicated that he's going to explore some new opportunities or a new challenge, as he termed it. So a bit of bad news for the club in a really interesting transitory period. Obviously, we know there's going to be a bit of off-season movement with the club. Uh, Milton Doyle has been offered a new contract at this stage for the upcoming season. Uh, to my knowledge, the Jack Jumpers are yet to still receive a yay or nay from Doyle. He's the only import that's been offered a contract, and Scott Roth says that he's hoping he's going to choose lifestyle over the money. So, uh, after having the season that Doyle's had, you can only anticipate that you know there's going to be a fair bit of interest in him. So the Jack Jumpers will have to fight hard to keep him, and they've done so by putting a contract on the table nice and early. So, Josh Majet and Rashad Kelly, they haven't been offered a deal with this stage, and Scott Roth said he's been crystal clear with those two that they'll have to wait around six weeks to even up to two months to know what their future looks like at the club. That's because of the NBL's free agency period, which begins at the back end of March. They'll have to wait until that concludes to know their fate with the Jack Jumpers. Um, Brent Costello reported earlier in the week that New Zealand's Will McDowell-White uh, as well as seven uh, Tasmanian college basketballers are said to be of interest uh, by the Jack Jumpers as well. So it's a bit of a wait and see, but you can only think that the CEO resigning at such an important time is, is more bad news than good.
1: Yeah, so much young Tasmanian talent around. Jeevesy and I were just talking about it. It is an interesting one. Well done, Simon Brookhouse, in, your, in his role. He, I'm sure he's going to look back at those three years and be pretty proud as that original custodian that. Start the ball moving, if you like, here. Certainly
0: what else right, is happening, Flash. Bailey? Bit of Premier Cricket news for you. So more poor form for the Tasmanian Tigers. We'll see a bit of a strong directive, you'd imagine, from the coaching staff, which will likely result in a lot of them turning out uh, back in Premier Cricket uh, tomorrow, vying for their spots in the upcoming clash against Queensland. So looking around the grounds, it's a Saturday-to-Saturday Saturday affair, but like I said, there's going to be a fair bit of change to some of those teams. We'll have a go around the grounds. Newtown fighting hard at one for 22. They're chasing Kingborough's 206. On day one, three wickets to the skipper, Mitch Owen, who finished three for 43. Jack Montgomery, two for 25. No one really fired a shot with the bat for Kingborough. A lot of 30s, a lot of 20s. Uh, But an early wicket sees Joe Gray and the Night Watchman and AJ Mosca resume that chase. Mitch Owen is still to come to the crease as well and after captaining the second 11 and blasting 51 off, I think, 26 deliveries in that competition, he'll loom very important for the Bucs. Clarence there, none for seven, chasing Glenorchy's 247 and Jeevesy, a bit of egg on my face here. I was quick to ride off Glenorchy coming up against Clarence and their bowling attack, but they've strapped pretty hard uh, last week to form a reasonable total at 247 and that's thanks largely to 98 off 214 balls from Josh Harthill who's firming as a, a really strong cricketer down here having made the move from Ringwood in Victoria to come down here he's played just about every second 11 game as the wicketkeeper batsman for Tasmania this year so he's probably front and centre of selectors eyes come contract time for this year uh, Brandon Copper 45 chipping in there as well so 247 is what Glenorchy were able to get to Harry Allenby did end up playing and collected four for 23 with the ball. So a really important chase coming up this weekend for Clarence as they're in finals contention. It'll be down to those guys like Zach Elliott, Michael Jones, Clint Hinchcliffe and, of course, Harry Allenby, but also Lawrence Neil Smith, who turned up last round to get them over the line and into a final spot. Uh, up north, University disappointed last week uh, after being skittled for 143. The Raiders passed their total seven wickets down after some poor bowling, it must be said. They lead the Lions by 11 runs. John o. Chapman led the way with the ball for the Raiders, taking three for 42. Uh, James Beattie chipped in with two for 22. Sam Omani, two for 29, was handy as well. Uh, back down south, South Hobart, well, what a terrible day out for the Sharks. They've sent North Hobart into bat. North Hobart notch up eight for 304, with 153 not out to use the ball. They said, right oh, that's enough. They sent the Sharks in for seven overs, and they're three for four, with Willoughby, mm. Caden Hine, and Eamon Vines going for a first baller all in the sheds. So loads of work to do to make up that 300-run deficit already with three wickets in the sheds. So good news for the Ds going into finals, but perhaps the Friday night circuit on the cards for a few of the dismissed batters from the Sharks.
1: <laughs> Taking it old school. I like it. I did wonder whether, <laughs> whether your uni team uh, travelled up Friday night and... Ooh. And had a just a little crack on the tiles. Looking at your performance uh, against the Raiders, <laughs> Bailey.
0: Yes, no, it definitely was far from ideal. Jeeves, yeah, a few very poor, uh, a <laughs> few very poor shot selections, and uh, some good bowling. It must be said on a pretty average wicket to dish up in March from the Raiders. But that's right. Um, I've got a bit of an update from Glenorchy as well. Uh, the Glenorchy Footy Club. Well, uh, this this news was broken earlier in the week by Win News's own Brent Costello, who continues to break all the great sporting news around the state. Tim Woodham, he's resigned as president of the Glenorchy Footy Club just weeks into his role due to personal reasons. It seems to be health-related. Uh, Woodham provided some comments around the situation saying that he'd received the all-clear from the doc- from his doctor but was reminded he doesn't need any stress in his life. So we wish him well. But in his short time, Woodham was able to really rally the troops and get the numbers required to get into the TSL uh, for the Magpies and... Also, you know, get that membership numbers lifted up uh, well past 150 now, I understand. So wishing him well. But uh, like I said, Glenorchy, they just cannot take a trick ahead of this TSL season.
1: Well, Barley, the uh, well, you, you, you obviously don't think you're the number one reporter at Win News, but by golly, um, <laughs> you're making some inroads there, young man, as per usual. We thank you kindly for your titbits and good luck with uni over the weekend. Tim Payne back in, I saw...
0: Tim Payne is back in. Also, Jake Doran and Tim Ward will be on the bus bright and early up to Lonnie. So, yeah, Fairfield state players back about this weekend, which is always exciting uh, in the last round of the home and away season. But always great to see Payne back in the unicolours.
1: No doubt about it, Paddy. Kenzie, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thanks, gents.
1: Time for SEN News this morning with Matthew Donald.